This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 27 of the Inzers podcast. I'm Jordan Figgio here with my co-host, Samantha James and Morgan Erzo. This is round two of trying to accomplish this podcast. We attempted it last night, and unlike the Steelers, we're not able to avoid failure. Uh, it was everything. All the cards were stacked against us. But now we're here. We're doing this. We're ready to roll. And that was one ugly-ass win that we had to that we chose to watch. We did choose to watch it uh, over the Bears last night, Monday Night Football. So my first question for the table is: Will the Steelers ever, ever play a complete game of football from start to finish, looking like a competent team ever again? Slim to none chances. <laughs> I'm going to just be <laughs> honest with how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Like that, we haven't seen a complete football game out of this team for, I would say, a couple years now. I mean, mm. there were a few glimpses of it last season, um, but it always seems like it's like the tale of two halves. Like we have one really solid half. We don't know if it's going to be the first half or the second half. And then we have, you know, the inevitable collapse of the offense or defense or both that just ruins everything. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't understand what's going on, but knowing this team, if we do ever put together a complete football game again, it'll be against like the bucks, like a team like that's really, really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Honestly, playing the lions on Sunday scares the shit out of me because I know that since the lions haven't won any games, that the Steelers have a higher chance of losing than mm-hmm. they normally would, which drives me insane. And we saw the offensive line take a step backwards this week compared to the trending upwards that we had seen in the previous weeks. Mm-hmm. So that makes me nervous as hell. Yeah, that was so bad. And they started off doing pretty well. Yeah. And I, th- I, I'll take the blame for that because I actually tangibly thought this line looks good. And then from there it turned into shit. So it, wh- whatever it, it, it was really bad. It was very bad, super stressful. I think we were all anticipating that though, because the Steelers do yeah. play very poorly against bad teams, but some things that we can talk about, maybe that we liked big Ben surpassed Tom Brady with 50 game winning drives. So mm-hmm. that puts him at fourth all time. That's impressive. And he did look good at the end of the game. He kicked into manager mode and he was making smart decisions. He was playing well. So Mm -hmm. there's that. Uh, 
it's it, unfortunate. It was really nice. Yeah, no, exactly. It was unfortunate, especially after going up 14 to mm-hmm. nothing, 14 to zip, nada in that mm-hmm. first uh. majority of the first half. So mm-hmm. it's frustrating that Ben's got to come out and still be Ben in those situations. Mm-hmm. But again, like you have to look at it as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, as like, thank God Ben can still be Ben. And all of these knocks on him this year, like he can't throw up the middle, he can't throw deep, he holds onto the ball too long with this offensive line, he gets the ball out too quick. I mean, people are going to have their opinions about Ben, but the things that we've seen out of him in the past five games is no interceptions, game-winning drives, composure in the pocket, even when it's collapsing, extending some plays, trying to rush for first downs. Mm -hmm, I mean, Ben is literally putting this team on his shoulders and it Mm -hmm. might not be pretty and it might not be the Ben of 2017, but he's still getting the job done. He is one of the only reasons we won that game last night. One of the only reasons that final drive. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. Yeah. Sam, what did you like from last night? I, oh gosh. (laughs) That was a hard question. I mean, I still love our offensive skill set. Like, you know, our wide mm-hmm. receiver corps, James Washington, um, obviously Pat Firemouth. Oh, my God. I love having an actual tight end one again. Somebody that is reliable that also helps block for our other offensive players as they're running. Like, that's huge. Um, Ajay Harris. Like, I am so happy with the first and second round draft picks. Like, could not ask for more out of those two players. It's so funny because like thinking back on the draft when the Steelers, I mean, it was kind of obvious that they were going to go Najee in the first round, but when they went Pat in the second, a lot of people were pissed because they wanted a Creed Humphrey. They wanted an Mm. offensive lineman. Do I think Creed Humphrey would have been a bad pick? Absolutely not. The guy is doing well in this league right now, but Pat Fryermuth brings something that we haven't had since Heath Miller. Ironically, Heath Miller was at the game last night. They were chopping Mm. it up before uh, kickoff, and that was like a beautiful sight to see. I just, Mm -hmm. Pat brings, like Sam said, a level of physicality to that tight end position that we have been Mm -hmm. lacking as well as some real reliable hands and size in the end zone, in the red zone. Couldn't Mm -hmm. be happier that we have Pat Fryermuth on this team. Yeah. Yeah. He looked excellent. Najee looked really good. Uh, He obviously with the collapse of the offensive line there, he did, he wasn't, wasn't working with anything all that spectacular later on in the game, but he still did really, really, really well. It's just the fact that he is able to see a playthrough from start to finish. And he just, it's like, he never gives up it. Mm -hmm. He's so strong and and so forceful. Yeah. It takes five guys to try to get him to the ground and still Mm -hmm. he's not going down. It's actually amazing. There was a play in the Mm -hmm. second half of that game where you just knew based on what the offense, how the offensive line just refused to hold up the lack of integrity on that Mm -hmm. line. And you just knew it was going to get blown up for a two yard loss and Najee somehow turned it into a first down. I mean, that kid is insane. And I mean, while we're talking about him, let's just talk real quickly about that stuff. Uh, his interview yesterday with NFL and NFL Network, I mean, the kid is phenomenal, like all yeah, the way yeah. around, no matter how you slice it. He mm-hmm. is – we are so lucky to have a guy like that, mm-hmm. not only on this team, but in the community. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, 
it's amazing. He amazes me every single day, truly, with yeah. stuff that he does off the field and on the field. That is awesome. He's yeah. oh, he's such a good dude. Such a good dude. Um, he's a player like Cam Hayward that you look at and you're like, that is mm-hmm. a leader. That is a leader. That is somebody that you want on your team. And he's a rookie and you already see that skill yep. set in him. It's amazing. Totally. Yeah. And so there were some some positives on the defense as well. Obviously, mm-hmm. the, the everybody just kind of shut down in the second half. But that front seven, sheesh. TJ had himself a night. Uh, how yeah. many sacks? Three? Uh, three Cam sacks. had an interception. Seven tackles. Yep. Three tackles for loss for TJ Watt. You're right, Jordan. Keep going. Cam. Yeah, the interception, Alex Highsmith was disruptive. Like you just, uh, that they, they were the story on defense yeah. at front yeah. seven. They looked absolutely fantastic. Except for, I, you know, I, I don't even know how to word it in a different way. The shit show that was the second half. It just, it. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But yeah, let's talk about the good first. Yeah. What what were some of the the real besides the sacks and the interception, obviously, like let's get into a little bit more depth of like the positives from that front seven. What did we see that we liked? Sure. Uh, Jordan, you mentioned the Cam Hayward interception. Uh, Mm -hmm. And also later in the game, I believe it was in the second half, Cam absolutely saved a touchdown by rushing 15 yards up the field to make a tackle that should have been made by an inside linebacker, should have been made by Devin Mm -hmm. Bush. Um, We'll get into that later. But (laughs) his, I mean, Uh. we saw Cam Hayward make what may have been the first mistake that he has made all year last night. And that was that mm-hmm. offsides on fourth down for the bears, uh, um, giving yeah. the bears that fourth down uh, off mm-hmm. that offsides penalty, but very few mistakes out of him ever. And I mean, his second interception of his career, that was beautiful. I just, I'm a, such a big you Cam Hayward fan. Mm-hmm. You love to mm-hmm. see it. Cam Hayward. I mean, it's crazy to think that you have two players on your front seven like that, that are, competing back and forth with defensive player of the year. Like they are both making such strong cases to mm-hmm. be nominated for that. Like, and they're on our team and it's just yeah, amazing. What the hell? That's <laughs> awesome. It's like such the positives a good point. take them when you get them. Yeah, like, and exactly. that is a huge positive. Yeah, exactly. We have that trio, TJ, Cam, and Alex Highsmith, who I promise mm-hmm. you will be a force in this league for years to come. We saw him absolutely mm-hmm. blow up against the run last night. He made some yeah. incredible plays, incredible tackles. Ooh, TJ yeah. reached 60 career sacks in just 69 games. It's the fourth fewest games in NFL history to reach that total out of mm. any any defensive player. Fourth 
what did I say? Fourth fewest games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just every single week he's putting up a stat like that. Last week it was he passed Joey Porter. This week he's making NFL history again. I mean, he is a force. We saw Minka come up big on some plays, mm-hmm. which we've been missing mm-hmm. recently. We really have Finally. Joe Hayden. Joe Defend- Hayden with that pass defense in the end zone. I mean, there were some really good things that we had been missing from some of these guys yeah. for so long. It just wasn't it wasn't consistent enough. Yeah. It's just yeah. that's the issue. It's the consistency. Yeah. Right. That's been bad. So things people have been complaining about Minka for weeks. Where's Minka? Where's Minka? And I think they said last night he ended with seven tackles. And it's like, there he is. But we need that mm-hmm. every week. We need yeah. you to show up every week. Right. For the and whole on, game. Yeah. And one of those sacks that uh, sacks on Justin Fields was because Minka blew up his read in the secondary. Mm-hmm. He couldn't make the throw because Minka was right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So his yep. presence in that secondary, in that safety position where he's able to kind of read the plays and go where he pleases, he's been making some smart decisions lately. And I love what I'm mm-hmm. seeing out of him the past two games. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. that has been excellent. And it's just... For me, my my biggest frustration was with him was not following through on tackles, like, wrapping them up. I, yeah. yeah, I I didn't even necessarily mind that he wasn't making splash plays because he doesn't need to be in order to be affecting the game. Right. But damn, the way that he would just like boop and then yeah be done with the play, like that was what was driving me nuts. And last night he was finally like, oh, maybe I should try to get him to the ground before I stop giving a shit. Mm -hmm. Just, just, yeah, I, that was awesome. Um, and I think that we also need to mention the, who is possibly the MVP of the game, despite the uh, missed extra point, Chris Boswell. Oh my word. That unbelievable 52 yarder, 54 yarder, just recovering a fumble what the heck after he was concussed last week yeah exactly like Like when he missed (laughs) go sam out of all the players to recover a fumble it's chris boswell who got his shit rock last week who Mm -hmm. left the game because he tried to play quarterback and what we called a horrible coaching decision this week i would Mm -hmm. not expect him to even attempt to recover a football fumble because of that same thing and honestly, I agree. Yeah, save the game. Chris Boswell, mm-hmm. give him MVP. I, a Cam Hayward said after the game that Chris Boswell is like a serial killer in that mm-hmm. nothing phases him. He goes mm-hmm. out there d- for every kick and is just like, mm, whatever. Yeah, game's on the line. What? No, no one cares. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, he is stone cold mm-hmm. Steve Austin. Like he, nothing phases him. And it's so true. Sammy's so coming off concussion Mm -hmm. protocol and I gave him a pass Mm -hmm. in the game when he missed that extra point I was like you know what he's coming off concussion protocol he got rocked last week you know it is what it is I'm not worried Mm -hmm. about boss I'm never worried about boss and then just the redemption I was beautiful amazing (laughs) yeah just amazing that was so good and glad that he's okay too because he he definitely took a hit whenever he grabbed the the loose ball so that was good to see him kind of get back up. And also, like, Boz of two years ago, uh, or 2018, 2019, I can't remember, whichever season he was not himself. Yeah. Missing that extra point 
would have screwed him for the rest of the game because mm-hmm. he was so in his head that year yeah. that it would have impacted the outcome because right. it would have impacted him and his ability to believe that he could knock those two really lengthy field goals, but he, he did it. And it was yeah. just so like totally nothing. And so it we talked about like the tale of the first half versus the second half and the first half was full of moments that were like, what is going on? Including those fourth down conversions that we not only went for, but got executed. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, and that was where I thought maybe this, maybe they are going to blow this team out. Like they real, they came to play tonight and that was encouraging, even though it kind of all went away in the second half, but, but it still, the fact that they, were gutsy enough to go for it on fourth and short. That was exciting to watch. I mean, the energy at Heinz Field last night was palpable, like through my television. I don't know if it was the color rush. I don't know what it was, but like the fans in that first half were killing it. And the team Mm -hmm. was benefiting because they're feeding Mm -hmm. off that energy from the fans. I mean, it absolutely makes a difference. If there's anything we yeah. learned about t- from 2020, it's that fans in the stands makes a difference. And that Ooh, energy yeah. was tangible. It was yeah. absolutely insane. So the confidence to go for it on those fourth and shorts, something we've been roasting Mike Tomlin for, for this entire yep. season, his inability to t- make a ballsy call to go for it on fourth and short. Right. The fact that he did it successfully twice mm-hmm. in one game speaks volumes. It was something that we mm-hmm. haven't seen from him all year. It was exciting. And unlike right. that call last week to go for it, uh, to fake the field goal and have Boz, you know, just absolutely get murdered. Um, you know, it was great to see some success out of it, some success yeah. out of a, a ballsy call. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. And I think that empowered them too, to feel like, all right, let's take, con- let's take charge exactly. of this game. Oh and yeah. Then- you felt the momentum. Yeah, it was it was just pulsing the whole first mm-hmm. half. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the first half came to a very, very Why do they do end. that? Guys, why I, do they do I know, that? I why? know we already talked about it, but like, why do they do that? Is it they get complacent? Is it that, you know, they're all taking Sudafed in the locker room <laughs> at halftime? Like, I don't know if someone's lacing the, the Gatorade with, NyQuil, what is going on? What is going on? We got these guys out there on lean. I'm, I am confused. I'm confused. I don't know what's happening because it's two totally different teams and I won't harp on it anymore. I know we already talked about it, but like, make it make sense. Make it make sense. Right. Right. Just find it, find a way, find a way to at least like, you don't have to jump I know that going from two quarters of football to four quarters of football is a lot to ask. Maybe do like two and a half quarters or three. Like, don't completely collapse for the. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just I don't get it. So let's expound a little bit on what we hated. Uh, There was a lot of it. There was a lot of it. Just a lot to hate. Uh, The first of all. I I was a huge Presley Harvin fan 
in the preseason. I thought he was the second coming. And God, he has fallen from grace in a mighty way. Uh, his yeah. his short punts to to kind of lock teams in the it, like back in their own um, territory is okay, but God Almighty, he shanks so many punts. What happened to him? He looks so good. Is is it nerves? Is he just terrible? It's just the inconsistency. Like, I'm not, I am hesitant to knock him for the lack of consistency yet. I'm just a little hesitant because we saw him correct. We saw him last night make two terrible punts, come in, make adjustments, and then correct for that amazing punt that we ended up landing at like the six or something like that. Right. I don't remember the exact yard line, but it bounced to the six. I mean, we've seen him do great and we've seen him do just marginal at best and yeah. it's amazing the like the difference the spectrum on which this man mm-hmm. performs i am just he's an anomaly to me but i'm chalking it up to the fact that he is he's a kid he's a rookie and i think he'll get it together i mean look at him you the physicality of this kid alone is Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So I don't doubt that he can figure it out. But I did see on one of the punts, his foot kicked the ground. So he right. just may have been a little bit off. <sighs> um, but in a game like that, where we benefited so much off of really great field position, we needed to be able to pin them back, especially mm-hmm. running that zone defense, that soft zone defense in the secondary, especially yeah. with Justin Fields making those huge passes to wide open receivers. We just needed better yep. field position. Part of me wonders mm-hmm. with him too, is like when we signed him and Jordan Berry was still on the team and they were competing, Jordan Berry improved so much because Mm. he then knows he's fighting for his position. And this goes back to players that just get comfortable and know that they're on the team. And it's like, is that what it is too? Are you just so comfortable that you know you're the only punter on the team that you're just like, okay, well, if I biff it, then I biff it. And just, I don't know. Because yeah, I mean, he, he's not, you don't know what you're getting. Yeah, it's It's frustrating and scary because Mm -hmm. that was, that was one of the things that, we've struggled with punting for, for years now. And it was, it was, it was something that I felt more hopeful about than I had in seasons past because he looked so good in the Mm -hmm. preseason. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Finally, we don't have to worry about the punter. Just kidding. Yeah, we do. He is not doing well. Let's let's keep in the special teams vein. Uh, yeah, chances are we wouldn't have been in the position we were in if Ray Ray hadn't freaking fumbled the ball. We wouldn't have. What was that? What was <sighs> that's I just? just I fact, keep asking that, but I can't. I can't stop. What the was the fact that? of the matter is we would not have been in the position that we were in had Ray Ray not fumbled. He put us in a position where we had to play much more aggressively than we ever mm-hmm. should have had to play in that second half. All we had to do is maintain a lead. All we had to do yep. was maintain a lead. 
he took that from us. And you know what? It's fine. People make mistakes. Guys fumble. We've seen the best of athletes fumble in terrible situations. The issue with Ray Ray is he keeps trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. Right. That's more than he can. Right. Out of Ray Ray McLeod, Ray mm-hmm. Ray McDonald, Ray Ray McGriddle, whatever you want to call what him. I, yeah. Ray Ray, I think, has a ceiling that is pretty high. I think because when he first came on the scene for us, we were all like, whoa, who is this dude? And I don't know if it's because we were like still feeling the pains of having Ryan Switzer return kicks. Like, I don't know if we were just impressed by him because he wasn't Ryan Switzer, but something happened and he just has been trying to do the most and it just doesn't feel natural. It feels like he's pushing it last night. That fumble was because he just pushed it. He run Mm -hmm. outside. Mm -hmm. If there's nothing up the middle, don't try to get cute with it. Run across the field, run, take the perimeter. I don't understand. So, you know, Mike Tomlin came out today and said that Ray Ray is going to remain the returner. And I'm glad that, you know, he made the statement last night that it was unacceptable. I was kind of hoping that there would at least be maybe a competition, maybe try Anthony mm-hmm. McFarland returning kicks, someone maybe. who's quick, elusive, speedy. We can't risk DJ, but McFarland would be an interesting uh, returner back there. I just, I, it's frustrating. That's all I'll say. Right. Is it's just frustrating. Right. It's so, and, and you know what? Like backpedaling just a little bit. Don't. <sighs> don't try to get so cute and adorable and try for this extra nonsense. If you're not even going to do the basics while you're executing a play, like protect the damn ball. Like don't, don't do the most when you're allowing yourself to overlook the fundamentals of the game. Again, the fundamentals stop forgetting the basics, like God, protect the ball, cover the ball. Yeah. I know we t- we yeah. harp on fundamentals all the time on this oh show. We yes. talk about how it's almost like this team has forgotten about the fundamentals of football, and that's exactly what we saw from Ray Ray last night. Yeah, and that would explain the inconsistency because they are talented. There's so much talent on this team, but they <laughs> just keep neglecting. The basics, the simple things, the things that aren't super flashy, that don't get them all of the notoriety that they get when they are doing stupid shit like that. Mm -hmm. Fumbling the ball. Oh, I just. I lost my mind. That Mm -hmm. was honestly, to date, one of the most stressful games I've ever watched. Like, Mm -hmm. I I didn't even enjoy the win. And that's saying a lot because that is a long list. uh Right. And I literally, we won and I still was just like, that game sucked. Like that was the ugliest win. Like I did not, I didn't even enjoy it. Like it was so Mm -hmm. stressful that nobody even enjoyed it. And I know that, you know, people are going back and forth on that today. Like, oh, well just enjoy it. It's a win. It's like, I couldn't enjoy that because I know Mm -hmm. damn well it's going to happen to us again. And it drives me insane. Yeah. And I understand, I really do understand the logic behind the statement a win is a win, but I really feel like that only applies in the playoffs. Like, don't say that to me until it's a playoff victory because this team has not had one of those in five years. That's great. Like you do need to win games. That's fine. 
But whenever you're almost losing games because of the consistent issues that the Steelers have been having, it does not feel encouraging for their chances down the road. I I just can't get excited about a win. I can be thankful that they somehow squeaked it out because, and I said this last night in our throwaway, but the fact that that game, we were up 14 to nothing and it came down to a 65 yard field goal, hitting the uprights for them to win. That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. And it just highlights and accentuates all of the issues that they have continued to have that they are not actually fixing. And it's right. You're exactly right. Yeah, you're exactly right. (sighs) It makes every single boneheaded decision, boneheaded play call. It it exacerbates the feeling Mm -hmm. of failure. Like, Mm -hmm. like you said, we can't even be happy about these wins because they feel like they should have been losses. It's like I, the only game that I have felt confident after this entire season was that Browns game. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah. it's so the Steelers to play like that against the Browns and the Bills mm-hmm. and then play like they played against the Bears last night and how they'll so inevitably bad. play against the Lions. Like, come on, man. Like, it, they defy whatever makes sense in this world. Mm-hmm. I can't. I don't. But there's Insanity. a reason we look at these games with the anxiety that we look at them with because we know that inevitably someone's going to do some stupid shit. It feels like the bare minimum. It feels like they mm-hmm. literally do the bare minimum to win a game and just scrape by to the next one. It, it's yep. like you said, right. the Browns game did feel like a win, but for the most part, it's like they're just doing what they can to get by. It's like, okay, we mm-hmm. blew the first half, so we'll catch up in the second. And in this case, we dominated the first half, so and eh, we'll just give up in the second half. It, it's like, why? Why do you well, do that? And I mean, listen, like I, I don't want to be that person that's like, we, we don't beat good teams or we beat good teams, we lose to bad teams. Yeah. It's the NFL. It's the mm-hmm. NFL. Every team is good by any margin of the imagination. Mm-hmm. It's the NFL. It is hard to win in the NFL. That's why any right. given Sunday is a very real thing. That's why the Jags were able to come up and beat the Bills this past weekend. Any yeah. given Sunday, any team is capable capable mm-hmm. of beating any other team. But right. Trends don't lie, man. Like we are losing to sub 500 teams year after year after year and nothing's Mm -hmm. changing. I don't know. And I don't know that there's a fix to that. It's a mentality issue. Right. I don't, I don't know what the fix is. And uh, yeah, I, maybe if we put our brains together, we can figure something Mm -hmm. out and like send a letter to the coaching staff, just like strongly worded wrap letter, it up real nice, yeah. And then put, us the the put us on the side. Put us on the side. Oh my god, yeah. But it's it's super confusing, and we saw that same level of inconsistency and just total meltdown on not only the offensive line but the offensive play calling. It feels like they they, they just hit a wall at some point where their brains get all jumbled and they're like, wait a minute, what, what am I doing? And it just turns into utter chaos because that is exactly what it felt like watching both the line disintegrate throughout the course of the evening and Matt Canada's play calling. It was like, what what are you doing? Running Benny Snell on second and 19 at the 20. I'm sorry, sir. 
Yeah. Oh, Canada. What the fuck are you doing? Like I, yeah. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Benny Snell on second and 19. Let me repeat that. Benny Snell on second and 19. It doesn't make any sense to me. And then inevitably we abandon the run when it's been working week Mm -hmm. after week Mm -hmm. after week. We, we run a jet sweep, which has been successful Mm -hmm. for us. Listen, the jet sweep has been pretty successful for us this year. And I'm liking what I'm seeing out of it. When we need big yardage, we needed two mm. yards and you run a jet sweep to Deontay, who was your least physical receiver. Make oh it God, make sense, seriously. sir. I'm Just unhappy. Run it up the middle. Run it up. Look at Najee. Look at what he's been doing all night long. He is going to drag people along with him for the ride to get that first exactly. down. It is mere inches away. Why would you toss the ball behind you and then you lose yards? You don't even make it back to scrimmage. I... I you feel like you're in a twilight oh, zone. You're like, yes. what am I watching? What I feel like am I'm constantly being gaslit. Like, yes. <laughs> am I the Steelers crazy? are gaslighting us. <laughs> We're being, yes. The Steelers are gaslighting us. A professional the football team. are not good for anyone's mental health. They are I not think good we need to go to couples health. therapy. We need to we go to couples do. therapy with the we Steelers have, because this, is, a, this relationship is not working out. It's pretty it's one-sided. Yeah. It's, it's a trauma not, bond. I'm not happy. It, it, it's it a exactly. trauma bond. We are. Yep. Uh, it is. This is what we call Stockholm syndrome. Yep. We're remembering <laughs> We're the good days. We're being imprisoned by the yeah. people that we love. <laughs> oh my god! And we just think that they'll change. We think that they will go back to the way that it used to be when they won Super Bowls for guys in their last year in the league. We're like, it'll happen again. They'll do it again. And they're like, nope. Mm-mm. Yeah, we're not, good. Not today, sweetie. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a mess. So there was that. Uh, oh, my God. Injuries galore. Just keep keep on coming. Another groin injury. Isaiah Bugs. Boom. Groin. Injured. Yeah. Uh, Chase Claypool's getting an MRI on his toe. What the hell? It's just it's all of Pittsburgh. There's always a dark cloud over at least the Steelers and the Penguins. And it's like, you cannot have healthy bodies. It's just always, <laughs> always the same. Oh my God. Is there any update on Chase Claypool? I have not seen any yet. update. Okay. It is two uh, thirty-seven on Tuesday as we speak. And I have not seen an update on Chase Claypool. Okay, what are your so. thoughts, everyone? Just want to run this one by you. What are your thoughts? If Claypool is out, uh, if this is a significant injury, just hear me out before you just, you know, lose oh your shit. Odell. How do we how do we feel about Odell? Because no. he's going to clear waivers. No one wants that contract. No one wants, you know, everything that comes with that contract, especially when he's coming from a, a team that's stacked as it is already. Uh, so he's going to be a free agent. Are we a um, hard no on Odell? Because of AB. ABJ, literally. That's what I would call him. ABJ. There's no, like already demanding. I want to play for a team that's um, a contender or there's going to be issues. Like I no. Jordan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're killing I'm me on, the, I'm on the fence. Yeah. I've been, I feel like because my brain is so soupy at the moment, the best way that I can actually convey what I'm, my, my thoughts is, my face and it's I don't know if it's working but I think 
Sometimes words just don't suffice. They just don't. And after this stupid whatever that was, I just, yeah, I need more than just words. But I I don't know. I, in the past, have always been a hard, hard pass on players like that just because of the, the level of instability that they bring to the locker room. So I think... And this is again where you know, I I'm that tortured girlfriend. Um, I I don't know. I feel like the situation in Cleveland is, is just odd, and Baker Mayfield is odd, and he's <laughs> just a very okay quarterback at best. Right. Yes. And also has weird personality things like Mm -hmm. I I think that if this had been the Ben of the late 2000s early 2010s I would absolutely say no because it would just be like part two of what happened in Cleveland but with a quarterback like Ben who regardless of how people feel about him now he's different than he was He's grown up, he's matured, and I think that he would actually know how to utilize OBJ. My my one thing is contract. I don't like paying him. I'm not sure if that would work for the Steelers cap situation. That's the only thing that I'm really, really kind of against because – but but at the same time they have cap space that they did not use. They have cap when they space used, and I Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I ahead. will say, I will say, OBJ has done very little in the past several years to show us the kind of athlete, kind of receiver that he is still. Mm-hmm. We can say that people will pay OBJ for the player that he was. But do we know that for a fact? Do we know that one of these teams is going to pay him the big bucks in a long-term contract? We don't know that. That's fair. It, right. By any yeah. stretch of their imagination, they shouldn't because it doesn't right. make much sense. Mm-hmm. We haven't mm-hmm. seen him get the ball a ton in the past several years. So that kind of plays in our favor. I think he would love to come to the Steelers <laughs> because it would stick it to the Browns. It would stick it to ba- Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. It was very obvious watching that tape that his dad – put out and OBJ did not let's just say like he's handled this better than AB handled it I will say that um the tape we saw Baker miss him a ton and we know Mm -hmm. Ben likes to spread Mm -hmm. the ball out to different receivers I think that it could potentially be a match made in heaven and Mike Tomlin knows how to deal with these guys I I I'm not saying I want him. I am saying I'm not going to be pissed if Can you just imagine cheering for OBJ in a Steelers uniform? Like the thought of that. Anyone, anyone in a Steelers uniform. So weird. It just, I'm like, (laughs) oh, could I do that? It does seem weird. It does. Honestly, though, that would probably like, that would absolutely make the city of Cleveland fall into the ground. Oh. So maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe I am all here for that. Like, exactly. Like maybe we do it just to troll Cleveland. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not opposed. I, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. We'll see. I guess we'll see. Cause he's definitely going to clear waivers. Like you said, he's yeah. not, nobody's right. picking that up. So we'll see. Right. I, I feel like there are other teams 
that may be a little bit more willing to take on that risk than the Steelers, See, like the teams that are more desperate because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I I think that's the only thing that would stand in the way. I don't think that if he fell into the Steelers laps, they would say no. Right. But I also do think that there, there are probably like a handful of other teams that might jump on that before. Well, but we'll see. I don't know. It's a very, it's a very interesting hypothetical. Um, We'll, we'll see what happens, but yep. yeah, it, with the injuries, that would not, that probably honestly wouldn't be the worst thing. Um, but a couple, just a couple other interesting things from last night, all offici- all officiating related, because that was the first time that I can remember that the refs were really, really flag happy in favor of the Steelers, not yeah. against the Steelers. And the most notable thing, or the, at least what's being talked about the most, uh, is the the taunting call on Cassius mm-hmm. Marsh, which was, it, yes, I'll say again, interesting. Um, first, I'll, I'll ask a couple questions. First, because the, the taunting rule itself is its own thing, but mm-hmm. do we think that that fell under the umbrella of the new taunting rule? Like, do, do we think that that, based on the way that the league's cracking down on it this year, should have been called? Um, I, I don't think anyone is a fan of the taunting rule. I mean, honestly, none of us can sit here and be like, oh, yeah, we think players deserve 15-yard penalties for a taunting. On the yeah. other half of that, you now know that that rule is in place, so don't be a freaking idiot. Exactly. You, there was no reason for you to walk towards the Steelers sideline and you were definitely yelling something. You were, I mean, exaggerating, whatever. That's an easy flag for them, especially when they had already been so flag happy. You, I, you, you're exactly right, Sam. Like, and I said this on Twitter earlier. Mm-hmm. We can disagree with the taunting rule. I think all three of us pretty heavily right. disagree with the, the fact that the taunting rule exists. But right. it does. Right. It does. Players know how flag happy the refs have been with that taunting rule because they have been told to enforce it. Mm-hmm. They know. So Cassius Marsh knew when he walked towards the Steelers bench, made the definitive decision to walk in that direction, eight, nine, ten steps in that direction, as opposed to walking to his own sideline right. where he was supposed to go, knew right. he was testing the rule. The rule is mm-hmm. stupid. Yes, he was too. Right mm-hmm. there, knowing the rule exists, you're stupid if you test it. Period. If one of our players had done that, we'd say the same thing. We hate the rule, but you were an idiot. So but you we- can't do that. There's a reason right. his own coach was yelling mm-hmm. at him when he got back to his own sideline. There's right. a yep. reason. The coach knew exactly what he did wrong. Marsh, in his post-game interview, was like, yeah, I'm pissed. The, the ref hip-checked me. Bro, that's not why he yeah. threw the flag. He didn't throw right. the flag for, for making contact with him. Right. Mm-hmm. Do I he agree would have been with the ejected for rule? that? No. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We don't right. agree with the taunting rule, but the fact of the matter is you know the rule exists. You know PI exists, but people are still committing it because they know that's the only way they can prevent a catch. And maybe luckily it won't be called. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what he was doing, hoping that it wouldn't be called, but he knew it exists. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, yep. that's not the worst call they made last night. I will say that. No, it was not. It was there were plenty. Curious, but yeah, it's 
and it's really not like that type of or that level of celebration was warranted for what he did. I and I I missed completely his little kickflip and dance before he walked over to the Steelers sideline and did whatever he did. Mm-hmm. So that coupled with everything that he did after the fact and then walked back to the We also Chicago don't know bench. what was like, said. No, right. I and I just think yeah, you you got to know the rules of the game that you're playing and does the I, I don't understand the taunting rule. Like I I think it's dumb. I like Sam said we all do. It's stupid, but it's there and if you're figure if it you're out, gonna break it, then yeah, they're they're gonna call you for it. And oh well, sorry, I right. I, I don't know. It just yeah, it is what it is. We all know that officiating sucks ass. So it's that there's no surprise there. That that's why you really have to toe the line. And the only surprise was that it played in our favor. That's the only surprise. Yes, that was shocking. Any of us that was rather night. shocking. Right, but. I'm, I won't complain about it because of all of the times that it has worked against the Steelers because right. it has been quite a bit. But anyway, let's be done with that game because I, I need my heart rate to come down to a healthy, normal <laughs> level again. But Morgan, can you, can you tell us a little bit about a really cool uh, DM that you received this week from somebody on Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. So last week uh, was rough for a lot of people on Twitter um, in our world. So um, we had an amazing follower reach out with an amazing idea. He wants to gift a jersey to um, a child, a jersey player of his choice from the Steelers to a child who um, may not be able to afford one or whose family may not be able to afford one. Um, So he is going to make the purchase. But Our job, this is where we come into play and all of you listening or watching, uh, nominate somebody. Make a nomination for a family or a child who's a Steelers fan who would, you know, really get a ton of joy, especially this holiday season, receiving a jersey of their favorite player. So um, next week we will decide uh, who is the lucky recipient of this jersey. But I want you guys to make nominations on Twitter. Tag us at Yenzhers, Y-I-N-Z-H-E-R-S, with your nomination. And tell us a little about little bit about the kid that you're nominating. Um, and then we'll let you know who wins it next week. And, and thank you so much to this yeah. amazing, amazing follower for this awesome idea. We are so stoked to make this happen. Yeah. It's awesome. Honestly, so excited to be a part of this. Yeah, Absolutely. thank you for for including us. It's really, it, it's just this is the this is what we love. Like, and, and this is great, and we're so so excited to to see all of the people who come forward and just hear stories from from people, and mm-hmm. hopefully get to interact with a lot of really awesome folks out there. But yeah. anyway, uh, terrible gate <laughs> in L.A. Morgan and Sam are going to be there. I will not, yes. sadly, but. It, yeah, uh, that's exciting for, for you. We are so excited. In, yeah, talk about it. I, I um, got some official notifications, some official information that we want to share with you directly from Stiller Gang today. So it's the LA game on November 21st, uh, located in the pink lot, oversized section P. We had to get a permit for this tailgate, you guys. A permit 
Think about that for a second. Let that sink in. You want to be there. You don't want to miss it if you're going to be in LA. Um, you can get tickets at Eventbrite. We will put the link pinned at the top of our uh, Twitter page so you guys can quickly find it and grab tickets. Presale will be a little less uh, pricey than day of tickets, but you can still get day of tickets um, if you just want to show up and kick it with us. Food, drinks, uh, special bucket guests. Hats. Bucket, bucket hats. hats. Bucket hats. <laughs> We will have our Yenzer's bucket hats. Those were in high demand last time. Um, Mike Mitchell, Rob Golden, and Arthur Motes will all be in attendance. Some special guests may make an appearance as well. Like Jordan said, Sam and I will be there. Um, So please come kick it with us. We are so excited. We've been looking forward to this. Sam will be there with her uh, cast intact. Yes, I will have a cast. So you guys really need to show up and support because I cannot even believe I'm about to go to a tailgate that size in a cast. (laughs) Everyone oh needs God. to come and sign Sam's cast. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love this. Only yeah, me. That's awesome. I wish I could be there, but it, if you too. can be there, please go. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap this thing up, though, because we, right, we said a lot, um, covered a lot, and it's time for us to go cry in a corner. <laughs> it's been real. Very real, probably a little too real as always. Thank you to Steeler Nation for joining us once again. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Yenzers and on Instagram at Yenzers Official. And don't forget to subscribe so you can kick it with us every single week. We'll see you next week for another episode of Yenzers.